Welcome to the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation, publisher of Poetry Magazine. This is tour number 18, Pilsen. This tour takes place in the Chicago neighborhood of Pilsen and features poetry by Stuart Dybeck and Anna Castillo. The Chicago Poetry Tour is a multimedia tour of poetry written in and about Chicago. It features a wide range of poets, set in a variety of neighborhoods and landmarks. The tour explores 22 sites around the city and showcases the dynamic and legendary history of poetry in Chicago through archival and contemporary recordings of poets and scholars, local musicians, and historic photos. You can take the whole tour for free at poetryfoundation.org. Since the 1840s, when Germans and Irish settled here, the Pilsen neighborhood on Chicago's Lower West Side has always been a working-class community of immigrants. It's where poet and author Stuart Dybeck grew up, near his Polish grandmother. I mean, nobody used the word diversity in those days. But those apartment buildings and the uh, stores up and down the street were just a, a big mix of different ethnicities. The Slavs and the Mexicans were the primary groups, but there were Filipinos and uh, all kinds of different immigrants living. And that, along with the grandmother, I think, um, early on gave me that strong sense of Chicago as a very ethnic city. The ethnic mix he encountered here in his childhood provides much of the material for Dybeck's fiction and his poetry. Uh, we were living in a bath down the hall flat on uh, 18th Street, right off Blue Island in a old tenement building. My uh, immigrant grandmother, who really couldn't speak English, would spend a lot of time over at the house and she'd give me baths. Which is the setting of Stuart Dybeck's poem, Bath. It's a simple scene, but through the eyes of a child, we see a much wider world. She mops a washcloth down his spine and scrubs until his bones glow with the inner light of porcelain. And when his haloed hair bursts into foam, he holds his nose and dunks beneath the soapy gloom, ears flooding with signals the pipes transmit like microphones. The boy can hear another city, the one below where wind coils when it isn't howling, can hear purgatory boil up through the manholes, a river flushing souls into the underworld, tomorrow's news bawled at the crossroad of subway and sewer. If he were accidentally to swallow here, the water would taste like silver off a dead man's eyes. Upstairs, the mute emigre waitress he secretly adores sings naked in the shower. The newlyweds from Mexico rage about dinero. Next door, a newborn wails like a black Mariah, while in a hidden room a crazy old man won't stop repeating, The goddamn! The goddamn! And then the boy comes up for air, eyes burning, rinsed hair silky, his hands wrinkled, Boucher says, as prunes. Overhead the bare bulb fogs with steam. She jerks the plug, the drain gulps a vortex of gray bath water. It's time to rise before it sucks him down, to stand calf-deep, lacquered with ivory, smoldering before a faucet that trickles, a cool stream at which Boucher washes him, first gently in front and then behind 
in a way that no one else will ever wash him. The moon, too, must be fogged above misted lamps that bleed into reflections on the marbled pane. He swipes abstractions in the sweat, finger-painting night, while Boucha towels his hair as if reviving a drowned sailor the sea has graciously returned. Don't worry, Boucha. Your grandson is clean for Saturday night. Ears, navel, nails inspected, teeth unstained, Cleansed as baptism leaves the soul, pure enough to sleep, as you instruct him, with the angels, cleaner than he'll ever be again. Stuart Dybeck reading Bath from his collection, Streets in Their Own Ink. A beloved grandmother is also central to Anna Castillo's childhood memories. She was born about ten blocks north of here on Taylor Street, and her extended Mexican family would be familiar to many residents of Pilsen today. The poem we're about to hear begins at a pivotal moment in Castillo's childhood, the death of her grandmother. Sort of in the tradition of um, old cultures, you do include the children and uh, everything that's going on, and they go to the funeral, and they're at the wake, and they see the dead body, and so on, but no one really talks to them about what's happened, except that the person is dead, whatever that means. And then you go to the funeral and out to the cemetery and they bury the person and, and put him in the ground and there are members who are hysterical and crying and no one is, still has explained anything to you about what's going on. And, you know, in my own very quiet way, I, I guess I worked it out. And she worked it out by writing. Starting at the age of nine, following her grandmother's death, Castillo is a prolific author of essays, fiction, and poetry, and has been credited with bringing a Chicana voice into the feminist discourse. Her work examines a wide range of topics, such as the farm workers' movement, immigration issues, and expressions of love in different cultures. The poem we're about to hear, Daddy with Chesterfields in a Rolled-Up Sleeve, looks at gender roles in the Latino family. My father was a, quite a Chicagoan, born and raised in Chicago, and of a sort of a ambiguous background, so uh, he was a wise guy, and uh, so I have some of that from him. Anna Castillo reads from Daddy with Chesterfields in a Rolled-Up Sleeve. The school principal was a white lady who came to class one day to say a man claiming to be my father was in her office. Later at the Manuel's flat, Daddy said, Mommy was on her way. It must be serious, I thought. Mommy never misses work. All Manuel's tribe gathered, rotten-toothed daughters with children of varying hair textures and surnames. Davi the junkie, mean face of an Apache. Daniel smiled nice, did nothing with his life. Abel and his boy Cain, Juanita, my madrina, the eldest, never married. Twelve children my uncle raised. His wife died with the thirteenth. But this guy, across the table, is young with acne, hair greased back. He smokes cigarettes, doesn't ask permission, speaks English with the crooked smile, charm personified, hangs out with the boys, who call him Brodock. They all have names, Ashcan, 
Monskis, El Conde, Joe the Boss, Ming. This man, who Mommy says doesn't like to work, plays bongos and mambos loud all day, while Abuelita keeps me out the way of boys jamming, drinking beer, while wives work the assembly line. At Dio Manuel's, where Daddy took me on the bus, the Spanish radio has announced the death of Doña Jovita, the curandera from Guanajuato, with jars of herbs grown in coffee cans, had raised the Toltec long after her sons had grown, her only daughter murdered by her husband. The boy, the story goes, was brought forth by the curandera, or if you please, Doña Jovita herself gave birth to him at 60. And Daddy, who never looks at me and talks to me at the same time, says, Granny died and begins to cry. Daddy is the only one who calls her Granny. And I, most delicate of her offspring, Ana Maria. Ana Maria learns English in school, wears gold loop earrings and mother-pierced ears, brings flowers to the Virgin every spring. Anita knows yerba buena, yerba santa, epazote, manzanilla, ruda, addresses spirits with abuelita, touches soreness of those who come, little hands over shriveled ones that healed. Granny died, he said, and cried. Daddy's white foreman who doesn't believe his mother died comes to watch Daddy cry at the coffin. Every year, Mommy makes enchiladas for Daddy's birthday, never as good as the memory of his mother's. Mommy takes her place now, tells his daughter to her face, You're like your father, don't like to work, a daydreamer, thinks someday you'll be rich and famous, an artist who wastes her time traveling, wearing finery she can't afford, neglecting her children and her home. The father lowers his eyes. Had I been nineteen, not nine, I'd have pulled my hair, screamed her name, don't leave. Don't leave me behind with this mommy who goes off to work before light, leaves me a key, a quarter for lunch, crackers for breakfast on my pillow that rats get before I wake. Don't leave me with this mommy who will empty out all your jars, the trunks of your defunct husband's moth-eaten suits the Toltecs wind-up toys to move bunk beds into your room where you stuck crucifixes with chewing gum on an old iron headboard, a testimony to your faith, yet the church did not grant you a mass upon your death. Don't leave me with this daddy, smooth-talking, marijuana-smoking, mambo-dancing, jumping jitterbug, the only woman who meant anything in his life. No creo que fue tu mamá, your wife whispers. I don't care, you reply. Que ni eres mexicano. I don't care, you say. For Doña Jovita, la Madre Sagrada, su comal y molcajete, la revolución de Benito Juárez y Pancho Villa, Guanajuato paper cuts, onyx, paper mache, bullfighters' pictures and Aztec calendars. I speak English with a crooked smile. Say, man, smoke cigarettes, drink tequila, grab your eyes that dart from me to tell you of my trips to Mexico. 
I play down the elegant fingers, hair that falls over an eye, the silk dress accentuating breast, and fit the street jargon to my full lips, try to catch those evasive eyes, tell you of jive artists where we heard hot salsa at a local dive, and so I exist. At 15, Mommy scorned me for not forgiving you when she caught you with your girlfriend. Had I been 25, I'd have slapped you, walked out the door, searched for Doña Jovita, who loved for no reason than that we were her children. Men tried to catch my eye. I talked to them of politics, religion, the ghosts I've seen, the king of timbales, Mexico, and Chicago, and they go away. But women stay. Women like stories. They like thin arms around their shoulders, the smell of perfumed hair, a flamboyant scarf around the neck, the reassuring voice that confirms their cynicism about politics, religion, and the glorious history that slaughtered thousands of slaves. Because of the seductive aroma of mole in my kitchen and the mysterious preparation of herbs, women tolerate my cigarette and cognac breath unmade bed, and my inability to keep a budget. In exchange for a promise, an exotic trip, a tango lesson, an anecdote of the gypsy who stole me away in Madrid. Oh, Daddy, with the Chesterfields rolled up in a sleeve, you got a woman for a son. Anna Castillo reading Daddy with Chesterfields in a rolled-up sleeve from her book my father was a Toltec. This has been the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast. This was tour number 18, Pilsen. The narrator was Patty McKinney. The opening music is by the Deep Blue Organ Trio, used with permission of Delmark Records. The full tour with 22 sites is available for free. You can take the multimedia tour online or download audio files at poetryfoundation.org. I'm Ed Herman. Thanks for listening.